Cheers to the Cheers to the crowd Hello, yeah. everybody. Hello. How y'all doing? Welcome, welcome. How your mama doing? <laughs> uh, welcome back to Crown Jewels. So we have a really cool episode for y'all today. Yeah. We're going to be real transparent and raw or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that work. Yeah, we're going to talk about that work. <laughs> um, babe, this was really your idea. So tell me what we mean when we say work. What types of work? want to talk all things work. So from what we do for work mm-hmm. to like the work of a relationship mm-hmm. to working long distance in relationships oh, or just word. how work relates to your relationship. Mm-hmm. So all those things. And then before we go into that, we're going to try a new thing new that thing. we need to do, <laughs> which is talk about our gratitude. Yes. Just to let y'all know, this is like a selfish thing for me because, so one of my goals, probably talked about it on the podcast actually, was Gratitude, right? To practice Word. gratitude. So I bought a bullet journal. I bought like a moleskin notebook and I bought a bunch of pens and markers and everything. And I got stencils and I created my bullet journal for a month. And I have literally made three entries in the last, <laughs> it's February now. Word. I've made three entries. Clap it up for those three entries though. So- <laughs> Because it could have been zero. It could have been zero. Thank you, babe. That is your nature to be optimistic. <laughs> it's a new habit, though, you know? Can't it's a new habit that I've failed at, but thank you. you You're right. Oh, yeah, you haven't failed yet. Okay, I haven't failed yet. So, right. That's why we're doing this. I'm going to make Steph and all of you my accountability partner. Mm-hmm. And at least once every couple of weeks, I'll be expressing gratitude. Yeah, let's try to express some gratitude. Early in the show, my man, Big Tony Tone, says you can't feel sadness or anger. Like, you can't be depressed and grateful at the same time, I think is the quote. Like, if... If you find yourself in a place where things are feeling very dire and low, mm-hmm. the good go-to emotion is gratitude. Like, let's find something. So yeah, to kick off real. the show with a moment of gratitude, I'm so about that. I'll start, actually. You'll st- oh, bless you know us. So I want to keep it really simple. Uh-huh. Like, I just want to be grateful for the things that we take for granted. And mm-hmm. that is the smallest thing. Like, we woke up today. And, you know, our house was still here. You know, Mm -hmm. our marriage is intact and thriving and great. Like, we can breathe. We can talk. We can do this podcast. So I'm just grateful for that. Yeah. Great. Grateful that things are so good that we can take those kinds of things for granted. Word. That's beautiful. I sign off on that. And my gratitude, it'll make more sense later. Okay. But... (laughs) <laughs> My See gratitude you. is for the vows. The vows. And in the song of the great queen Beyonce, mm-hmm. in Happy in Love, she says that they prayed for the vows. Mm-hmm. The vows, man, the vows be saving us. Mm-hmm. The vows, you can always come back to those. Back and I think that we, I learned that recently yeah, and I'm mad grateful for those vows yeah so we'll talk about that later yeah. yeah killed the vows 
<laughs> All right. So let's hop on in then. Let's get it. So first topic is what we do for work. We haven't really talked about like, we don't talk a lot about who we are because most of y'all already know us anyway. Yeah, we talk about who we are. Uh, I think we talk about who we are in relation to one another. We don't yeah. talk about who we are like in the relation to the rest of the world right. when we leave the house. So uh, you want to start? I'll start. I'll start. My job is really interesting, actually, and really good for my personality. I am a management consultant, which means that I basically go to a whole bunch of businesses and I specifically work in change management, which is like the people side mm-hmm. of changing things in a business. So basically, I go to a bunch of different businesses and we help them implement whatever huge change mm-hmm. that they're making. And we help them with their people, help their people like understand what's happening right. and how to work with new software. And it's really interesting. I travel a lot. Right. I'm out of town like Monday through Thursday, Mm -hmm. I'm out of town, you know, just a few hours away in Houston, but still... Each time. Yeah, it's hard. Every Monday is really hard, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every Monday is hard. And every Sunday night, I don't want to go to sleep. Every Sunday. (laughs) Every Sunday, I'm like, I turn... I'm not exaggerating when I say every single Sunday, there's a moment where I turn to Steph at about 10, 10 Mm 10.30 when I'm feeling sleepy. And I'm and I turn to Steph and I'm like, babe, I don't ever want to go to oh, sleep. I don't ever want to go to sleep. I was what like, did you oh, think I was going to say? Let's stay up all night. Let's stay up all night. Yes, that's what it is. Or like, let's never go let's to sleep. Let's never babe. go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me every Sunday night. And that's, I guess that kind of goes into one of your topics. But anyway, that's what I do. And that's where I be at half the week. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do, Stefan? Entrepreneur people, hey, what I learned, just to add on to what you actually do, like Uh change management, implementing new software in my company at one point in time, that's when I realized like how important change management is. So any entrepreneurs that may be listening, if you're going to be implementing like a big change in your business, you might want to look up on change management, actually, and maybe hire somebody to actually help you with that and make it a little bit easier transition. So that's my entrepreneur rant. I am a real estate agent right now, but now I guess a little bit more than a real estate oh, agent. Yeah. yeah, I'm in real estate, so I sell houses and I manage, I like to say manage about 70 agents. We have a subscription-based brokerage here in Little Bitty Colleen, and we've sucked up about 15% market share of the agents that we actually have active in the board in about year and a half. So it's been awesome. Disruptors. <laughs> yes, definitely yes. disrupting shit. It's been great. <laughs> and your stage name as a real estate agent is <laughs> Real Estate Steph. <laughs> I am. So you can look me up on all the socials, Real Estate yes. Steph, but nine times out of ten, you already know about that. If I mean, that's true. To our but... early people, yeah, because we're talking to our tribe right now. Yeah. But we new are. listeners who come in and catch this on the back end, look up Real Estate Steph. Uh, we consult in all things real estate. So no matter where you are, just hit yeah. me up if you got any questions. He's bomb. He's the most charming real estate person you will ever see. Like, hands down. It's I appreciate ridiculous. your bias. No, it's the I truth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what we do for work. That's like that's us work. out in the world. 
your original uh, statement about how our work affects our relationship, I think is yeah. where we should go into. I agree. Because we are long distance about 50% of the time. So yeah. you're, you're leaving on Monday and you're coming back Thursday evening. And so that's it's hard. It's great because right now you're in Houston. Yeah. And if it, it on the hardest days, I could just make a quick trip down there, that's come stay true. the night, make it back for work. And he does, y'all. What I do for work allows me the freedom to do that, which I think is why our situation is one of the things yes. that helps our situation work so well. Is I because well, one thing I, I can sell houses anywhere in the world. It literally doesn't matter. I so I can be anywhere and still be doing my job you on the other hand like you have to be at that place handling the business with that client and like and you also have the option to take time to work remote and things of that nature where you do have times where you can work from home so Mm -hmm. we don't have to just be bound to three and a half days a week you're gone and that's just what it is and that's how it's going to be forever yeah and I think that works out for us it's actually perfect before Mm -hmm. I met you I thought that I would basically have to marry another consultant or something in like order that. For somebody to even understand. And in a way, you actually are a consultant. Oh, definitely. You I, just don't travel yet. Word. Yet. Yet. Yeah. But I think you will. Yeah, we just started the consultant company, actually. That was the LLC that me and Uncle just started dope. up. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So you really are a consultant. So really, what I We're thought close. would happen did happen. <laughs> yeah. You married another consultant. And it's dope I told because you, you be manifesting. You be I'd be manifesting. manifesting. You're right. I'm a queen manifester. <laughs> Um, but it's dope because you understand the hustle. Mm-hmm. Like you understand having to go places. I remember when we first met, I told you that I was out of town for half of the week every week. And your response was basically, oh, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so delighted by that. That's what's um, up. Yeah. Because I still see it like that. Like, yeah. I love to brag on you. And... I don't know. We're so lucky that, you know, I want you home for sure. But like it's two sided coin. So Mm -hmm. here's my here's my thing with that. We don't get any of this time back. The time that you spend on the road, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. real. But you have to live your life. Like you're gonna live for a hundred years. Word. So this time that you spend on the road now is gonna basically 10x how we spend our future. Yeah. It's because we're not gonna have to. That's how we have to look at it. It's so funny though, babe, because you look at it the exact opposite of me. Like when I am in my little lonely hotel room. Where you're living it. I'm living it and I'm thinking to my, because at least you get to be home. Home, yeah. Right? But I'm in a different hotel room every week. And what I'm thinking to myself, and I told you this actually was like, I had a thought where I was like, damn, if something happened to Steph right now, what would I think to myself? And I would immediately want all my time on the road back. So it's really conflicting though. Like as a woman who, first of all, 
most of y'all know me, so you know that I worked very hard as a college dropout to go to college and create these opportunities for myself to build a really dope career, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have it. And I built that as a person who didn't really have a concept of home, mm-hmm. who didn't really need one, you know? Right. And now I'm like on the road half of the time. And it's hard because now I'm like, well, shit, I did all of that work right. to build this. Right. And I don't even know if I want it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's been a huge conflict. But it's hard, too, because when you and I talk, we talk about like how we want to build generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And this is a lucrative gig. Right. And so it's hard because we know it's necessary. It's necessary. And we realize how fortunate we both are to be in the positions yeah. that we're in. So it's it's tough to knock it. The older people that I talk to are always like, bite the bullet right now and do it. Go uh, keep stay on the road if you can while you're young yeah. and while you're building because you're later on you're not gonna want to do that and yeah. I'm like man like that makes a whole lot of sense but then at the same time it's like man you just don't get that time you back. just don't like, get that time back but yeah. it's like the balance between like living as if you're gonna live for a hundred years Word. and realizing that the only moment that's guaranteed Teed. is right right now. right now. Okay, I have a question for mm-hmm. you. Do you think so? That's how you feel now. We're childless, even mm-hmm. though we're about to get a little puppy. Where do you think you would feel the same way once we have kids? No, you're coming off the road. <laughs> you didn't even yeah. think about it. Nah, you're coming off the road because yeah. now it's not just you and I. Like yeah. it's not just you and I sacrificing time for ourselves. Like we would be actually sacrificing the time that the child gets parented by Word. both parents. And I think you and I both have mm-hmm. issues with that. I already agree with it. Yes. Yeah. So it's yes. like, let's give them that because what else are we working for at the end of the day? Like family is really the only thing that matters. Like right. the money really does not matter because it's all ones and zeros. And if the bank stopped today, if Wi-Fi left today, yeah. only thing we would have is our family, family to hang on to and to survive for. So yeah. yep, if and we get that little one, for we got to change it. We got to change it. Yeah. And you know me, I'm going to be like, like whatever money we missing by you not being on the road, <laughs> let yeah. me make that up. I know that's exactly what you would do. And there's there's a guy, I can't remember his name, but he's like a big business owner guy who actually coincidentally or earns more than the amount I'm about to say, but he says that at 70K, mm-hmm. that's when you reach peak happiness. Like he's wow. his argument is like there is a certain amount of money that can buy wow. you happiness because you're comfortable. I think it's like 70K where he said right. you're good. No matter right. what, it doesn't actually affect your happiness beyond that. Right. Hopefully that's something that'll make it easier for me to my come thing, off the road. My thing I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan. Gary V is the guy oh, for me. that's your boy. My thing is, I would rather be unhappy making 60K. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. I would rather be happy doing okay, what I'm doing. Okay, that Happy doing what I'm doing, making 60K, than unhappy making 150 Word. And that's for long term, right? That's mm-hmm. not for short term for me. So, okay. Like to me, to go, I'm sorry, to me, but for me, the being uncomfortable, going and traveling and doing that, it's that short term hustle. Like let's grab that, let's scoop all that money up now because in the long run, 
really what matters is family. And what we want to do is build a solid foundation. So let's trap right now. Let's hustle. Let's grind so that we can build that foundation. So whenever family comes about, we can be like, we can make decisions not based on how much money is it going to make me. Right. So do you feel like that means that money can't buy a happiness? No. I think there is an amount of money mm-hmm. that can buy happiness mm-hmm. and if it's 70k that's fine with me but okay. like I do think no because it's there's a different type of issue now mm-hmm. when there's financial struggle right exactly that's a whole nother problem like let's not even let's let's go back to gratitude i am grateful that <laughs> the work and that is a good transition the work of our relationship yeah. is not to freaking, uh, it's not the yes. dealing with financial hardship. Mm-hmm. That's really nice not to have to worry about that. And one of the reasons why that's not a part of it is because we made that choice mm-hmm. to move from the beautiful high rise, the sexiest high rise <laughs> in Austin, right? To Colleen, which is like a military not sexy. city. So not sexy. There's nothing <laughs> and, sexy about Colleen. Uh, very not sexy at all. But the sexy <laughs> thing ends up being our bank account. That's true. That's true. Like, I don't know how healthy this is, but sometimes I just open up the app. <laughs> <laughs> open up the app and, uh, and I look and I, I don't count, think that and I'm like <laughs> I don't think it's unhealthy yeah okay. I don't think it's unhealthy <laughs> okay cool because-, because we come from a place of not having and I want to commend both of us for not letting money be the most important thing in our life Word. we are very big on balance in the two right mm-hmm. on work life balance mm-hmm. because money is not the most important thing because I think we both know that you can be happy poor you yeah. can be happy poor we have been happy so we've both been that in love poor with our parents yes, and just having parents. having that time so we know it's possible and honestly when I think about my childhood my happiest moments were when we were the poorest. The poorest were. Actually. Word. Because at that point, you got to lean on the good stuff. Word. Like, you got to lean on gratitude yep. Yep. to keep your fucking sanity. That's it. And That's that worked out for us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I actually thought about this too when we went to Jamaica and we were living, we didn't realize this, but like, so we rented out this villa, but it was in the hood mm-hmm. in Jamaica. And even still, while we were there, Everyone was so warm and positive Mm -hmm. and nice. And we just thought about it. Like when you're living the simple life like that Mm -hmm. and you're not focused on material things. You don't miss them. Yeah. Yeah. It forces you to focus on the right things. The the real thing. The thing that's that's right in front of you. Family. You know what I mean? Like your your own well-being. You know, whatever it is that you find as your passion, your craft, like yeah. taking time to mold your craft and hone in on that. I think those are those are the opportunities that you do get when money isn't an issue. An issue. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So you tried to make a segue mm-hmm. and then I talked about this other thing for a long time i'm sorry about that no it's beautiful (laughs) because we got to touch on a lot of different things yeah the next topic is the work of our relationship or any relationship i'll say let's start it like this Mm -hmm. i think the work of every relationship is different 
And yeah. I don't think any of us should base our own relationship work off of somebody else's relationship work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I agree. It's different in every relationship because this was actually a point I wanted to make because it's based on your traumas and how your mm-hmm. traumas interact with the other person mm-hmm. or people. Yeah, yeah right. I don't know how you get down. But like how your traumas are interacting with each other. With each other, yeah. And you, man. That's just always unique. Think about that, like in food terms. Like you put all these ingredients to the <laughs> left and then this whole different mix of ingredients. And there's a million different ways to mix ingredients, yeah. right? And what you get when you combine those two is something right. like just original and unique. Every what time. a metaphor. Okay, rapper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, poet. Poet. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Because it's like individually, all these ingredients have their own characteristics mm-hmm. and you can mix them in certain ways. And it's perfect mm-hmm. and layered and you get everything. We mix them in other ways and it's disgusting. Like mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. Word. Yeah, I agree that people are like that. So... The work of our relationship. Mm. I think one of the things is the distance. Yeah. In the beginning, did you think the distance would be work? Yes. You did? Because if you remember, like I always told you, I'm yeah. good now. <laughs> yes, I'm you going did. to eventually ask you to come off of the road. I'm yeah. good now, though. You did. And I understand. Because I, like I told you, it's short term grind. Let's get this paper. Yeah. But. I feel like you've always been like, <laughs> yeah, well, we can do this. Let's do this for now. Let's grind it out. You mm-hmm. wanted the space to grind it out anyway. Mm-hmm. But you've always felt like basically when we start having kids. Yeah, right? That's, that's I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And you know what? Let me not be one-sided. I will come to you. Yeah. Whatever makes the most financial sense and the most sense for our quality of life all around, like that's going to be the choice. It doesn't have to be mom comes to Colleen. It could be dad and baby move to Houston because we know the next few years are going to be there. You know what That's I mean? That's true. You know, I forgot that you had ever really put that on the table. Yep. But because I like that. I said, I can do what I do anywhere. Yeah, you can. And you I have way more can. confidence now than I did before. So I know yeah. if you drop me anywhere on God's green earth, I'll triple my worth. So it's all good. I like it when you talk like that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So the distance is hard. The thing about the distance too, and I've probably said this a few times before, is I needed the distance at first. Like when Mm -hmm. I went to therapy, I went through all of my relationships with my therapist and I swear nine out of 10 were long distance relationships. And she really made me think about like, why do you think that you have found a way to make all of your relationships long distance (laughs) or, you know, the majority. So I needed that distance at first. And so it's just so different now that I don't, you need, need the, the distance. I need the closeness. The closeness is new. Yeah, word. It's hard work. How would you say that we work through it? I think gratitude is one. Yeah. Thing that we actually do use a lot of. I think just foresight. We're looking towards the future. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the vows. Like when times get hard, we come back to the vows, but we mm-hmm. go through. We go through whatever it is that we have to go through, you know, whatever the emotion is, whatever the conflict is. And really, a lot of it does come because we're separate. Yeah. And when we we have to come back together, whatever you're dealing with throughout the week, Mm -hmm. 
is coming home, whatever I'm dealing with is already here waiting for you. Yeah. And yeah. we have to somehow find a way to make those two things That's coalesce. True. Yeah. And I think how we deal with it is just dealing with it. It is going through <laughs> yeah. it. It's going through it. And then, like you said, come back to the vows at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like if we're upset with each other or whatever is happening. Yeah. We come, we'll come back to the vows at the end of the day because we know like this is us and we're working, we're building. And that's how I see it too. Yeah. Is, like I said, there's two ways to look at it. The, when we, when we have really big, big blowouts or fights, it could be, we've only been married for this amount of time and we're already having this. Or it That's could me, be. That's me, y'all. <laughs> FYI. He's, he's trying, he's trying not to name names, but that's me. <laughs> I'm always like, babe, we've only been married for two months. We can't have this argument yet. <laughs> and, and I'm like, we've only been married for two yes. months. That's why we're having this argument. That's why you balance me out. Because you're not, always, yeah. you can always see the other side of it. Okay, so I want to take that opportunity, actually, to transition into the thing that I really wanted to talk about mm-hmm. on this episode. And this is really personal, but I think it's important because people listen to us or hear about us or we talk about each other in such complimentary ways. I'm sure that people wonder, like, do we have issues? Are we trying to act like we don't ever have an issue? Oh, yeah. And I remember I was getting my lashes done with my boo, Laura, and she literally asked me, like, is there anything about him that you don't like? Like, anything? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that was a glimpse into seeing, like, the way that we talk about each other makes it seem like we don't ever have issues. But we do. We have issues because we are human yes. beings. Yes. And we're not the same people. Nope. So there was something recently that we've... I feel like we have worked through it at this point, mm-hmm. actually. And I'm really proud of us. But it was a whole issue and it really affected me personally. And it was our clashing on what we felt like a good relationship looks, looks like, like yeah. long term mm-hmm. for me because of my childhood traumas. It's so clearly about my childhood traumas. But for me, I'm always so focused on keeping the honeymoon vibe mm-hmm. and wanting it to always feel like that and feeling like real love is like never having to leave the honeymoon stage, which yeah. is very naive mm-hmm. and unrealistic. But that has clashed with Steph's version of what he wants to see in a long-term relationship. Yeah, which is like comfort, which is being able to let your guard down, which is being able to just totally relax and yeah. because you know. I think mm-hmm. that is where we ended up finding uh, where the gem was that we could extract from that is <laughs> so like, positive. I just want you to know that you're comfortable, you're secure, you're with family, you're home. Yeah. Yeah. Asking but, you to know that though, I like yeah. you cannot, that's difficult. It's that recipe of ingredients on the other end. It's yeah. like, I'm asking you to taste a certain way. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's like, I think that for me, what I had to understand was the things that were happening in the beginning for you were because you didn't feel like I knew. Mm -hmm. So you had to like reassure me all the time. Mm -hmm. So my love language is words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about in the last episode, actually. 
So I was getting those because you felt like you needed to express them because I didn't know and you needed to reinforce it. Mm -hmm. And so once things settle down, you're kind of like, okay, she knows. I don't have to say these words every day. Every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me... It wasn't about you knowing or not knowing for me because of who I am. Mm -hmm. I have to express. So it was like, no, I'm saying this to you because I can't keep this inside. Like, I got to give you these words every single Mm -hmm. day. And I just assumed that we were doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until recently. motivations. Yeah. yeah, That we spoke and I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. we weren't even having the same experiences. Mm -hmm. So that was a really big lesson. And that applies to a lot of things. Everything. You're right, baby. Everything. This thing we're having two totally different experiences. The only thing we can do to help that is communication. Yeah. I agree. You told me that and it blew my mind one day. Like, you just can't expect me to know what you're not telling me. Yeah. That's big. And that happens in relationships a lot. A lot. You should have known, but like, should I have? Mm -hmm. Would I have had that same experience if I was in your position? Mm -hmm. And if not, you have to communicate it. You have to like articulate what your experience is so the other person knows your version of reality. Yeah. Talking about the perception of the other person, like... The change in our relationship for me was just this really gradual thing Mm -hmm. and hard to notice. But for you, it is like super abrupt and jarring is the word that I like to use, like jarring. That's super accurate. And actually, so we watched, this is going to feel like a tangent, but it's not really a tangent. We watched Parasite last night, Mm -hmm. which was bomb. That was a really good movie. So good. Dang, yeah. That took me through some things. That was a really good movie. And it's really interesting because it talks about money. But anyway, back to the thing. So we watched Parasite and there was this scene where the girl was kissing the boy Mm -hmm. and he had something on his mind. And after they finished kissing, she said, you were thinking about something else while you kissed me. And he was like, what? And she was like, you were thinking about something else (laughs) when you kissed me. You're still thinking about it. (laughs) That's me. <laughs> Word. I'm so sensitive mm-hmm. and I sense everything. everything yeah, so right. as soon as there's like a lull, a behavior change, anything, I'm like, I noticed it and I'm bothered by it mm-hmm. because I have such high anxiety. <laughs> I'm always like, okay, this change, what is this? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Which I need to work on, honestly, which is something I actually learned that I need to work on through working through this. But I experience it differently. And in our conversations, I kept saying like, I experienced it. You didn't experience mm-hmm. it. You're just looking mm-hmm. up and saying, oh yeah, we don't do that thing. Whereas I'm like, I remember the day Mm -hmm. that I realized we weren't doing that thing anymore. And it's totally different. It's a totally different experience. But what I also learned that was that my tendency to pay attention to every little thing, especially in contrast to your tendency to just let it flow. I'm very big picture mentality, yeah. And a lot of the little things, yeah, we'll we'll get lost in detail. And I think that's where we balance one another. Like when we find that rhythm, I think we come with something really, really beautiful. Right. So what I learned was that my tendency 
in contrast to your tendency was putting you in a place where you felt like you always had to be thinking about and assessing and mm. choosing the right thing and that that's a lot for you because that's not how you operate. Move. Yeah, that's yeah. not how you operate. It's how I operate. Mm-hmm. And that's not comfortable for you. And that Word. was putting a lot of pressure on you to the point where we had this humongous argument. But what we got from it, what I got from it, really understanding what you're experiencing when mm-hmm. I do that, is that I just needed to let shit go. Yeah. Because for me, I can be happy and I can still be like, this isn't right. This isn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> but when you hear that, you're like, she's not happy. Right, right. And just realizing like, you know what? It's actually not worth it for me to pick at this little thing Mm -hmm. for Steph to feel like he now has to develop a whole strategy and put all of this pressure on himself. It's not worth that. I'll say this as a man, I have to adapt to who you are and it is not a burden to do that. It is like my, it's literally my job and purpose to do that. And I think when, like I said before, it is finding the middle ground. So it is doing that work to the point where I'm actually good at this, but it's you meeting me halfway too and saying, okay, I'm not gonna harp on all of these small things or, you know, when something we, we tackle this thing in a new way now. Mm-hmm. It may not be the way that I would like for it to be originally in my ideal world. But yeah. in our marriage, there's a way to meet halfway where I think I can still get some of what I want or good or I can get what I want and you're getting what you want too. And that's I think it's just point. finding, yeah, I think it's finding the balance between the two because that's the work of the relationship. You know, yeah. like yeah. there's work to be done. There is accommodation to be made, especially if we want to be in sync over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have so many natural things about us that flow and that the universe just put in place. But now there's things about us that we have to put in place and we have to make work. Yeah. And that's why like going back to the vows ends up being so important, right? Because we set these rules in place for when things get hard we said it when things get hard or when we don't know what to do or when if we're ever confused like we set these things in place it's it's almost like a religion, right? Like it's almost like some. <laughs> I don't like it. It's the, I don't like it's it. the good book. <laughs> it's the thing you can go back to and refer to to give you some guidance but in I the moments, you. in the yes. moments where you waver. So I think that's what we're we're seeing in those moments. Yeah, it's those things that we have to work in for ourselves to make work for the both of us. Yeah, I agree. And the way that I experience going back to the vows was you so you were explaining to me that basically like my pointing out these things and expressing my dissatisfaction with them was making you feel like you weren't enough like this isn't Mm -hmm. enough for me to be happy Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I said to you in my vows was that I would dedicate my life to making sure that you understood that I could love 
every single one of your layers Mm -hmm. and celebrate them and be by your side Mm -hmm. forever. And so when you said that to me, that in contrast with what I promised you on that day, yeah, that is what took me out of it. Because it's so hard to get out of your own experience and your ego. But once I heard that, I was like, wait a minute. That wasn't the promise I made. I got to go back to that promise. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. You're so welcome. You deserve that. That's why I promised that in the first place. So, and that's why my gratitude is for the vows. Oh, yeah. Oh, bad. Look all that. Oh, thank you, um, baby. I really yeah. appreciate that. You're so welcome. You're so worth it, babe. And then, okay, so this will be the last point that we touch on. This was a point that you actually made earlier, is that sometimes the work just isn't what you actually expected it to be. Because I never thought that would be our work. Word. I don't know what I thought our work would our be, work but would not be, that. Right, but not that. Right. Yeah. Man. But yeah, dang. So I guess when you go into your thing, if like, advice for anybody just going into a new thing, like don't, don't have, yeah, don't think you know what the work is going to end up being. You can look and observe. Actually, you can sure. definitely observe the other person and kind of get an idea of what you think you might be dealing with. But mm-hmm. I would say be open to new work. Yes, yes. Like don't put your blinders on. Don't have tunnel vision because it can come out of nowhere. Especially if you have not gone to ther- therapy, oh. therapy, <laughs> and actually like explored your traumas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you got to know what you're doing too. Yes. Like you have to know what you're doing too. Like I said, if you're mixing these two ingredients together, you at least need to know what you're made of. Oh, see, and reason number two on this episode <laughs> Why Stephanie Harris is a poet, but yes, that's true. That's Word. so true. Word. I don't know what you made. I think that was the gym. Oh, that is the gym. I, I love think that. That's the gym. I think that's yeah. the gym, man. If okay, you... say it one more time, babe. We are all a mix of different ingredients. Yes. And when we come together, we create something totally unique. So please do not expect. That experience to be like the last experience. Yeah. yeah. And if you are going to mix with some other experience, some other set of ingredients, mm-hmm. then you need to at least know what you're made of. Love it. Love it, babe. You killed it. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you for extracting that gym, baby. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So... Now is my favorite part. The song. The songs. I'm going to go first because mine, now mine is like predictable because it's always Jill Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my wonderful, beautiful song for this episode is called I Can't Wait. And you should know this song, babe, even though I can tell by the look on your face right. that you have forgot the song. Yeah, that means you have to serenade <laughs> me with it. But it's called I Can't Wait, and it's I Can't Wait to Be Loved by You. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the jam. Yes, that's the jam. And I send it to you every once in a while at the end of my week. And when I'm on my way home, because it's about Jill Scott, it's like, look, I've been out in these streets. I've been grinding. I've been being a boss. But you know what I want? I want to come home and be loved by you, and I can't wait. And I felt like that was the perfect song to talk about work. In love. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Thank you. Man, I think I am going to go with a Tupac B-side that you may not know about, but it's called Happy Home. Okay, don't know it. Tupac Happy Home. It's from the second Post Thomas album, the one that came out after... It's not Machiavelli? Not, no. So there was Machiavelli, there was uh, Are You Still Down, Remember Me, and then the one that came after that, I can't quite remember, but we have phones on until the end of time. That's what it is. I didn't oh, even have to look that, that up. Was a good it's one. on Tupac until the end of time. Okay. Happy home. How does it go? There's a little chick singing, Happy home. I just want a happy home. That sounds kind and of familiar. As actually. a really young person, like it resonated with me. And he talked about like just the ups and downs of the relationship, but mm. putting the relationship over everything else. And then just like turning this house into a happy home Aww. and uh, of course little Steph loved that <laughs> yeah I love it that's my joint good yeah. choice baby we're gonna have to listen to Pop, that cause I think home. I might have heard that one yeah we're gonna play it in okay. just a second so alright well thank you episode. for listening peoples if you have questions questions or comments or comments do you wanna tell us we're great right would you like to tell us we suck hey whatever email us let us know at crownjewelquestions at gmail.com and you can hit us up on the book we are there as well now we have crown jewels podcast so facebook yes slash crown jewels podcast check us out there yes check us out follow us tell a friend to tell a friend tell an enemy anyway (laughs) thank you for listening y'all all All right bye